Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, Ryan, we got you. Come on, man. Welcome back. Let's Another go. week. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Yep. I mean, what what were you what were you thinking, man? Oh, it's a great episode. Oh my goodness. Man, there it got go. me fired up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I thought, look, I think Ryan and I are on the same page, right? We we put our we put our our jack our shirt on, our jacket. Just we're because ready to go. you did. I had I'm to class it up for you. I'm <laughs> telling you, this Matt has always told me when we watch Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Those of that second to last episode always had a hitting, a couple hitting moments, you know, mm-hmm. and I felt like this one was going to have just be epic. And the ways was great. The emotions were great. What did, what did you think? I guess let's start in the beginning. What did you think of the ways traveling through? Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly you're right. The, the second to last episode in game of Thrones was huge every year. And, and we anticipated, especially after last week, right? Cause it left so much, that we had to cover in this episode to gear up for the final episode right. that we knew this was going to, I mean, it, it always had the opportunity to fail, right? It's, it's yeah. a TV show. Um, but it had so much potential that we were really excited for what it was going to be. And I think it delivered, it did a great yeah. job. We had so much, it, it did, it covered a lot. It, it gave us, um, you know, we, we didn't know where they were going to go with the Matt situation. We didn't know where they were going to go at the end of this episode, what the, mini cliffhanger was going to be leading up to ep- to the final episode. I think right. the way they handled that was great. You know, it's, it's step away from the books, but you know, it's, it's interesting. It's got us, it's got us reeled in for next week. Yeah. Um, talking about the ways uh, yeah. they did a really cool job with the wind. Um, yeah. You know, they give us a little bit, I think we're being followed. So we get that from the book, um, which I think was important, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. when they show us, without showing us that it's Padan that that's coming out afterward. And now we're seeing glimpses of him in the city. Um, it was really interesting how they handled how the wind attacked them. Um, yeah. Because they get that in the books, right? But it's just Moraine that's that's protecting them. Right. Uh, as they're scrambling, right? They hit the dead end. They have to backtrack. Now they've got the wind coming at them and it's, it's frantic, chaotic in the book. So they went a little bit different, but I really, it was really interesting to see. And I really enjoyed what they did with how the wind treated each of the characters. Yeah. And then you just see how devastated they are once they leave the way, right. They get out of the way gate and, yep. um, and they're just, they're suffering and, and then they move past it. Right. The, yeah. the episode doesn't linger on that. Um, but but that was, it was, it was, it was big. 
Yeah. Right. It was it was huge. And it gave us those uh, breadcrumbs for later in the episode and, and maybe mm-hmm. even, you know, later in other episodes to come or even seasons, yeah, even even into the future seasons. Yeah. Right. It explains stuff prior to and kind of then fuels us moving forward. It was like such a it was crazy that the Black mm-hmm. Wind was such an information dump or drop on us. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that at all. Right. I thought it'd be kind of scary. So it really shows you they're using every second of screen time to do something and to take the plot further. Cause you got so much ground to cover. Every moment matters on the screen. And I feel that in this show big time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. It, it was, it was incredible. Um, after that, they take us into Faldara and we start getting some lore, right? We get a little bit on right. land and, uh, and, yeah. and, you know, he's the, the, his, his legacy, you know, they yep. don't give us much, yeah. but they give us a little taste. Um, yeah. to come to come for future seasons that was exciting but it it, it lends some credibility or credence to mm-hmm. what he or who he is and then how powerful right because we see how boss he is when he's right. protecting moraine in episode one and and just the weight of this statement in this episode and now you look back on the on the six episodes before and see what he is he's a prince right he's Mm -hmm. he's this epic character from you know and we don't know that in the show yet it's we get that from the books and and later books and we'll probably dive into it in the future seasons right i loved that i mean i I assumed that we were going to get that at some point but i just love that and then that's all they gave us right a little bit of conversation with Nynaeve on it and and they didn't even make a big ceremony or, or thing about it. It was just yeah, just a, a, a statement made, and, and then they moved on. Right. Well, and, uh, that I kind of like the subtlety in mm-hmm. that you have as he walks in, Uno and other individuals are kind of the Shinarans are all like bowing, nodding their head, saying you know, uh, talking to him respectfully. And I think Nynaeve is is putting all of that together. Mm-hmm. And then when she follows him, she's already intrigued. Prior to all of that, when it when when Lan is just a warder. Uh, when he's in the city and just what he does, she's attracted to him and, and whatnot, right? Uh, so then as as she tracks him, she sees him interact with the family. She learns about this backstory. And I love when she's on the side of the bed and she she basically learns that he was, he heard his family uh, die and be killed. And she heard the same thing. The Black Wind was saying that in her ears. And so there's a connection there. And then mm-hmm. she realizes, I always wondered why you would join Moraine, why you joined her and i can't remember if he said it exactly like this but did he say like that he doesn't love her that he doesn't love i can't remember what he said about more rain but there was something i'll go back and look in the uh in the captions but that moment is is clutch because she understands that he was a boy who had nothing and no purpose didn't feel like he had a, a reason to live or whatever and more rain takes care of him and i actually think that is a sympathy thing now for Nynaeve and more rain i think she'll now look to more rain and say thank you for taking care of him and giving him a purpose and keeping him in this fight because I love him. You know what I mean? I thought that was, it's there. It's, it's, we'll we'll have to, it'll be more explicit later on, but man, it was good. But Hey, speaking of new things as uh, you know, we're, we're part of this great podcasting network here uh, with uh, fan sided and uh, there's a new podcast coming. Okay. Check this out. It's called Blind Blind Sided. Okay, you probably heard a little preview about it. It's got some big, got some big star guests coming to this, right? So yeah. the Players Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast, Blind Sided. Hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Doctor uh, Diane McIntosh. The show will share the moments from a variety of athletes when everything changed for them 
and mental health became their most important issue and focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the different types of mental health challenges that people face. Guests this season include uh, Kevin Love of Cleveland Cavaliers fame. You know, I loved it, man. That yeah. what is it, 20, 2016 season? Oh, yeah. When, yeah, when we, when we took the championship, just back there dropping threes. <laughs> you got Paul Bissonnette, who's a uh, hockey player. I'm not as familiar with him, but from what I can see, he was the biz nasty. Okay. That, yeah. that seems to be his nickname. <laughs> and former NFL Super Bowl champion and MVP, Kurt Warner. Okay. Who I'm very familiar with. I mean, that dude threw like 41 touchdowns, league MVP. He was a grocery, he was work, he was out of the league. He was in arena football. He bounced around. He goes to NFL Europe. He's literally bagging groceries. Okay. 1999. Trent Green gets injured. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Dick Vermeil, the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. Well, let's give, let's go give Kurt Warner a shot. Kurt Warner comes in, takes the league over with Marshall Falk, Emmett Smith, or not Emmett Smith, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, Isaac, Isaac Bruce. They go to the Super Bowl. They play the Titans. They win by one yard. It's great. Great. Yeah. great. There's a movie coming out about him. Yeah, which is which is cool. So, I mean, again, that's your those are some pretty big, heavy hitting guests on a podcast blindsided where they talk about mental health. And I think it's really neat. You know, there's all different types of mental illness, mood disorders, anxiety disorders, personality, uh, eating, substance abuse, all of those things. And so it sounds like they're going to be talking about the various uh, types of mental health on that podcast with big time athletes, which I think is right. It's cool. Right. Because athletes also face a lot of, you know, pretty specific stuff. I mean, you look at CTE and what's going on there. So anyway, so it says plan your work and work your plan for many athletes. Sayings such as these could be considered scripture, permanent um, signposts lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of control, a sense of safety so long as you stick to the plan. That is until life happens. Um, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans, breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life hosted by former NHL goalie, Corey Hirsch, and psychiatrist, Dr. Diane McIntosh. Um, the podcast will share and analyze the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and what happened when it did. The podcast lets listeners hear these athletes describe moments when mental health became the most important focus on their lives. Blindsided then dives in deeper. It gets clinical, and it allows listeners to leave with an understanding of the different varieties of mental health, challenges people face, um, why they appear and how athletes in particular face them down. Blindsided is a sports podcast, not only for people who follow sports, but for those who don't. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And also, Hey, I want to uh, leave folks with a quote here, just because no one else can heal or do the inner work for you. Doesn't mean you can should or need to do it alone. So let blindsided podcast be uh, a part of your mental health journey. Go over there, give them a listen, give them a review and tell them that Matt Nez sent you. And that was something that I that I had a question on after the last couple episodes was, were we going to get a lot of animosity between Nynaeve and Moraine over land? I mean, more so from Nynaeve's side, right? Because we assume that Moraine's character is true to the books and, and we understand that relationship. But I, I, th- I think 
we bypassed all of that. I, I really was kind of wondering after we saw them kind of butt heads so much this season that when it when it got to the point where Nynaeve was like, yeah, I really like this guy. I, you know, I, I've got these feelings for him. And she's feeling more and more connected to him. And now she's got to deal with that and understand that Lan was bonded to, to Moraine. And, and I kind of wondered, is are they going to go that direction with the show? And I don't think they will now. Yeah, right. It, it seems to be far less contentious and, and there's um they're getting through that plot point in detail that gets drug out for a long time. And it, it, it seems like uh, we're going to, we're going to bypass it. And I'm glad we did it here in Faldara instead of doing all this as they're making their way through the blight. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just cleaner to do it this way. <laughs> everyone's, everyone, everyone's talking by the way, real quick about the scars. I mean, mm -hmm. it is, we are checking. Were there scars? Was it the Machishin that caused them? Are they new? They're not as clear. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just I think it's just something they focused on just to to make it, you know, make the scene give some heat to the scene. The first oh. thing I thought of when I saw him was and I didn't think about the bath uh, the bath scene, but I wondered if at some point maybe the children of light had gotten a hold of him, right? Cuz that's the only thing we've seen in the in the show so far with with you know back being cut up and and I didn't think that was very likely, but it, it did it was a question that popped into my mind. Um mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't think they're going to go that way. It was they weren't clean cuts or straight cut cuts like we saw in Perrin. Yeah, here we go, guys. I got the line. Uh, you, you're a king without a kingdom, a boy uh, without a family. Um, oh my god! And mm -hmm. and now you finally belong. So wondering, you know, why he? Uh, yeah, you finally belong to her. She says, and that's where she's trying to check here. What what is he? What does he think? What is he feeling about her? You can almost see her like look away. Then he reaches down. Oh my God, I'm watching it now. And he grabs her hand and there's the hand. Oh, right. I, I told Matt, I was like, I never thought a handhold would be what, what got me. But um, then he says, she doesn't own me. And then Nynaeve says, doesn't she? Only in the way uh, those kids own you, you know? And so he's making kind of a joke. That was um, a great line. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think of Min? Oh, I'm so fired up. I, I love the character from the books. I've been impatiently waiting all season for her to, to come in, uh, not just for the lines that she's going to deliver, the info she's going to give us, um, just because I like the character. Um, yeah. I really, and I and I like the the connection to Game of Thrones, right? Because I'm such a big Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. Thank, uh, thank you. Um, but she did a great job. We, we don't have very much of her. I heard you guys say earlier, we're probably not going to get anything more from her. That That's probably true we yeah uh the only they may give us a little bit of her in the next episode just to let the viewer know that's not from the books that she's going to be a, a a bigger character going forward because at this point she could just be a small character that that pops in here in this in this town uh but they probably won't give us anything more with her uh she did a good job uh i think it's a good casting she's yeah i'm you know i was fired up <laughs> what what did you think of how they did her viewings um, like the weird, like almost like fairy lights and the mystic lights around the Perrin with his two faces. One has the golden eyes. That was cool with Perrin. I, I was, I was looking so hard in that scene and I didn't really see very much going on with, with Rand and Egwene. You know, you see the sparkle and you hear her give the line, you know, you've got the, the, the light 
battling against the dark or whatever, you know, whatever the shadow, maybe whatever mm-hmm. the line was, which I liked the line. Um, I, it didn't seem like there was much visual from what, from what I was watching. I was watching it on my, on my laptop. So I could have my headphones on so I get better audio since I'm right. in, a, in an apartment. I don't want to have the uh, right. volume cranked up for my neighbors, but um, right. right. Uh, it was interesting. I'll go back and watch it again. And, and, um, you know, because you're focusing half on what she's saying, half on what you're seeing. I'll go back and review it. Um, right. I, I, I don't know because when you read it in the books, you've got you've got the visual that's created by Robert Jordan, and and it's bigger. For for me, it seemed like they they could have gone more, but if they did, does that kind of take away from the scene? Does it get a little bit cheesy when you do that? So I, I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be upset about that kind of thing if they if they keep it subtle and and then and you know that's fine right right i, I want to so real quick on the min point you were talking about what she what she saw and i think this is interesting for folks so if you get a chance uh you guys in the comments people listening watching at twenty six fifteen, if you click on the episode you can see when min is looking at nynaeve she sees like i think a ring of gold and it looks like there is a a you can see her forehead changes and it's a light playing off of men's forehead. And it looks like it's a, a crane. It looks like it's, it's a gold, a ring of gold and there's a crane. Uh, and then we also had the flame of when she mentions Egwene, um, the white flame, the white flame. Yep. And then uh, Rand was rocking the child. Um, so that was interesting. Cause I didn't see her like with the girls. I was like, I didn't actually see her look at them. We just saw the two, um, the two boys. But if you watch her forehead, you can see the flame flicker across her forehead, and then it lights up to what looks like okay. a crane. Which I missed is that then. Crazy! I just saw it because I had time. I while yeah, you were talking, this, to go back and look. Yeah, this is definitely a. I mean, I've rewatched all the episodes, but this is a. <laughs> you gotta rewatch it too. Right. There right. is a lot going on in that in that scene, though. Right. There's a lot of conversation happening and they're over there doing their own thing. That's also a beautifully shot scene, too, when uh, Gwen is just taking a drink or something there. I just want to sit down in that room and just <laughs> just hang out and have a drink there with everybody. My God, that was that looked so cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you think they was wondering whether the bond was blocked before or after? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ryan, d- during this. St- oh, my God. During oh, the stream, uh, somebody. What do they say, Matt? They were like. Uh, the, the, bra- the braid tugging or whatever they were like right. is she unsatisfied or like <laughs> what i forget what they said i was like jeezy cow guys knock it off she's she's just wondering about the bond but that was kind of hilarious that's um, funny it's daniel Henney, of course we're gonna get some good memes after this after this episode yeah yeah for sure so yeah so, I, uh, I loved it ryan what do you what what do you think about um Egwene and the and parent parent possibly liking Egwene? Um, I mean, when we've watched these previous episodes, I've I've watched your videos and 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 we've had, and you guys have had those questions come up, you know, where where people are asking, you know, what is going on? Is this from the books? Is this something that they're really going to push in the show? You know, and and we don't know. I think they they did a good job in this episode of of making it a dramatic scene or a dramatic issue, um, whether we needed it or not. I don't I don't care for it but i'm not opposed to it but i, I like how they handled it with rand and Egwene's conversation when he's outside right and and he's like of course i knew that that you you weren't interested or this wasn't something for you and and then and then she's like well of course 
I'm not mad about that. I'm, I'm mad that you think I would turn on mad or, you know, and they really just kind of brushed it aside. Like it was nothing. It, it, so you get in that intimate conversation with just those two and, and they both understand that, you know, these are outsiders looking at a situation or, I mean, naive's not really, but uh, maybe naive knows that, that parent does have some, some interest in her, in her that, that we don't get from, from the show. It's something that's, you know, maybe yeah. from from when they were growing up, and that's fine because yeah. she's probably one of the more prominent young ladies in that town. That's right. Yeah, and her father being the mayor and all that kind of stuff. Everyone growing up, you know, you have your crushes or whatever. I kind of thought too. Yeah, it's something earlier on, and he's well over by the time that he marries Layla, and it's just coincidence that the the date and time is the same thing. Um, because he definitely gets up in Rand's face and says, "Let's let's have at it here." Got the deeper voice, the the growl coming out. I was like, Lord have mercy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Question and question here. We talked about this a little bit uh, before you hopped on Ryan. Uh, what does that mean for Perrin and Fahil? Mm. Mm. <sighs> okay. So Fahil the one that you don't want, right? You don't want her. You're, you're opposed no. to Fahil. A no, lot, I, a lot of the fandom okay. is, is kind of a lot of the fandom. I actually the fandom's the not okay. I actually like Fael, but yeah. maybe I'm not far enough into the series yet to dislike her, which seems like a thing. <laughs> and I think I'm not far enough in the series yet to like Nynaeve. It seems yeah. to be the yeah. It seems to be <laughs> yeah. The <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, yeah, because because yeah, people are are jaded by having read the whole thing, not jaded, but informed, I guess. In, in yeah, so. they've, they've got a more full, full rounded opinion on it. Um, I, I hope they don't leave Fael out because I love the character. I love the scenes, especially in the early, you know, early on when we get Fael. I'm really looking forward to that in the show because I really enjoyed them in the book. Um, I don't think that they'll leave Fael out because Rand is a very, at least early on in the book series, he's a smaller character compared mm-hmm. to some of the other main cast. Uh, and and Fael is what really in the books Fael and him is 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 a huge plot for him and and yeah. and where his path through the books goes is you know with her so I don't think they'll leave her out um, she I think she's just too big especially with her renown in the world right with her heritage legacy yeah. and all that um, I, I don't think that they will uh, I don't right. know when we'll get her. I, I assume next season, but maybe not till season three. It just depends on how how much they cover, how many, how much of the next two or three books they cover in the next season. Right. Yeah. I I think we'll we'll get her as well. And like you said, it brings up a whole region. Um, uh, Bashir and, and and his 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 whole role, her father and her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, big kind of deals. So we 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 will. Someone mentioned here, like there there are parts, and for book readers, they'll know do we need certain scenes later on with her? We might not, we might not need those. We might bypass those, skip those, maybe those hurt Perrin um, or hurt her character or whatever the, the show. If you're going to cut and move stuff around, take what the fandom has given you for years and improve upon it or show us like they're showing us stuff that's, that's different uh, or add on scenes, extra stuff with Sawan and Moraine. That's like there, but not there. Right. And so I say, do that, make the changes that you want to make to Fayo, but still Fayo will be there. And she'll probably have to deal with some of these rumors. You know, did you like Egwene? Um, what, you know, helping him heal from losing his family and his wife. Uh, I think she'll be 
that will be interesting. And that's a dynamic, you know, the wheel of time is about relationships. It's about friendships. It's about all these different things. It's about men and women and different groups of people working together. And so I really feel like you're going to see Fael be, it's a different type of relationship. You know, he had a, he had a wife that uh, a tragedy happened and she'll have to come in and take him under her wing, if you will, and, and help, help him along and, 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 you know, bring, bring back. Cause right now, if you notice, he's got that really dejected kind of posture and he's, he's, he's cast down quite a bit and he's, he's hunched over and leaning again. I think later on, we're going to see him upright chest out and it's going to be because of <laughs> Fayil. Seriously. I think, I mean, he's first of all, a beast, you know, and he's mm-hmm. just going to be out there walking around like he's a freaking wolf king. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I love this comment from Derek Hound, the wolf puppy love. Excellent. Excellent comment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, parents question. Um, uh, thoughts, guy, and, and, and Ryan, get your, get your thoughts on this too. Thoughts on Moraine sending the Reds after Matt? That was really interesting. Um, I think you guys touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, losing Matt for potentially these last two episodes is that something that they added? Um, you know, to keep his character relevant for the future seasons. You yeah, know, if, right. if they don't have him in these last two episodes, then it would feel like for a non-book reader, uh, you know, someone that's watching the show. Okay. That was all we were going to get from Matt. You know, he's not important anymore. Um, especially cause we didn't see or hear about him um, in, in um, fall uh, Tarvalon. Sorry. Yeah. Getting the towns mixed mm-hmm. up. Oh um, yeah. You know, because I, I think we talked about it last week. I was kind of wondering if they were going to have him hook up with Padan Fane and, and drag him along. You know, if if the leaving him at the Waygate was, you know, the part of the original plot writing um, for the show. So I it, it definitely adds intrigue and, and, and potentially drama setting up for next season. Um, and I think it's a good way to carry over his character um, relevance into this episode. Yeah. So two things. One, we have a really good comment here. Um, just uh, Lord Lord Groken. I think she's using Matt to distract the Reds from chasing Rand or just even any of them that she has brought with her. It's a distraction. Throw them off. I think it's going to end up coming back to bite them in the butt a little bit or help them, depending on how the wheel weaves. They're probably <laughs> going to come, come back. I think we're going to get the Reds involved now. I think they're going to find out that you sent a message from Baldara and since you sent that message, what the heck? How did Moraine get there that quick? The only way you could do that is to travel, use the ways, portal stone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. So to get that message that quickly back, if you're Leandrin, you're suspicious, right? The other thing that they did in this episode that I liked, uh, what do you think about this, Ryan? When they had that conversation, they're kind of around the fireplace there. It was all almost a conversation about why and how Matt matters and that Matt matters mm-hmm. and he's important to the story. And we, we're not just going to cast him aside. Rand's defending him. Egwene even brings it up later. Of course, I would, you know, how, why, how dare you think that of, of me? That felt like it was all a big rewrite to tell the audience mm-hmm. and everyone Matt still matters, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard you guys comment uh, on that a little bit earlier, and, and you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think it was a great way for the writers to, 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 make, to get that point across. Yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, what the news came out in August is that is that the time frame when when he was right. leaving the show. So I mean, that's that's not the what four or five months ago. It's not. 
it's far enough back that anyone that's watching the show that was anticipating it may have, I mean, I guess that's not true. Anyone that's anticipating the show would have known that. And that would have been a big deal for him because it's a disappointment. But um, yeah, I, I really, I really thought they handled it very well uh, without really making it come across inorganic, if that yeah. makes sense. Right. Um, they blended it into the, to this episode really well. So someone, uh, so two comments here. Matt's got one up. Um, just yeah. uh, we've got having having yeah. I said I chasing Matt will reinforce his distrust of them, uh, and, and doing uh, his his own thing. Right, the Fox Head Medallion, all that stuff that we see in the books, right, um, is is going to be important. The little purple thing that he picked up. Oh, I'm telling you right now, it's still it's still a thing that they <laughs> you show that five different angles and it not be a thing. It, it is it's. It, it's going to come into play. Some people think Valda has one. There, there's something that kind of stops the power. And then w just one more thing here. Robbie uh, Oak has a really good good point. Don't forget Mo Le that Leandrin confronted Moraine, specifically naming Matt Cawthon of the group that she had. I wonder, Matt, if they didn't put that in, you know, you wonder what all they did to the episode right prior to, because we right. talked about the changes right at the end. It wouldn't surprise me if they name dropped you know, Matt Cawthon with Leandrin to simply set us up for this. Yeah. Cause I don't, I, yeah. I, I, that, I think, know. I think a, a, a change that's going to happen next, next season in is it's the great hunt where Rand runs across uh, Tom. Uh, I always forget the name of the town, but they're, it's where they're playing Deus de Mar, right? The Kyrian. game of yeah. houses. Kyrian. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes. And he runs into Tom and Tom talks about like, you know, his legs hurt and all the stuff because I never should have got involved with I said I and <laughs> right. You know, all that stuff. I think that's going to be Matt. Okay. Yeah. Just, just I, hit. I yeah. almost think this is, this is almost my prediction is we just, Matt is recast. They just go with it. Like it is. They don't need, they're not going to do some sort of, you know, Hey, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Matt is going to get caught or something. He's going to end up in Camelin. He'll wake up in Camelin and be watched over by guards, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And he will, the guards will be uh, Galad and Gawain. He'll mm -hmm. get up. He'll have, he'll find like a staff or something. Wreck both of them. You can get that out of the way. <laughs> then you yeah. introduce Elaine. And then he's like, I'm getting out of here. And then he runs into Tom. Sure. Yes. I, li I like all that. And I, you could, you could move, you know, a lot of that stuff around, introduce us to Elaine and then kind of do a lot of that stuff. That's a really good point. Cause there is a separation from Matt once they get the dagger and after, after Falma and after he blows the horn. So yeah, you, you just, you shuffle things around. And actually now that we, we, you mentioned that Matt, they might not get the horn now because of that we might not do well, that or a different no. horn blower i still think we're, i still think we'll do the horn i think next season's gonna i think the hunt for the horn is could actually be a hunt for the horn like the whole sort of irony of the book is it's the hunt for the horn well we already got it we already got <laughs> it yeah <laughs> yeah and they're still hunters of the horn right. they could even introduce and i think somebody was cast that everybody thought was fail they could move fail up to next season well, yeah, I mean, what would be just introducer for sure. And that would be kind of cool, even if Fayo found the horn or something. You know, I, I that's not, I know people would be like, that's a, that's an atrocious, how dare you guys even suggest it? But guys, <laughs> look what they've done already in, in the show. I right. mean, because the I don't horn, think it's remember, too far off. 
remember they they end up getting the horn back at the end yeah and then and then matt's got it remember they like they sneak yeah, in and all this and he they, yeah that's the best part of the whole deal he's like well right. it doesn't say i can't blow it right they, i mean it, that's yeah <laughs> yeah right so so i think i think now remember the what you just said about um gawain and, and galad that happens in the dragon reborn so what you're saying is like we talked about blending those two together so you take I definitely, those, I definitely, yeah. I definitely think you're blending, you're blending those two books. They're right. shorter books. Yeah. Half of the dragon reborn doesn't even include Rand. <clears throat> He's like out in the wilderness, just like walking, uh, you know? Um, so I, I definitely, I definitely think you have that. And then, so I think you just have everything take place in tier, which we've already introduced <laughs> in the Suwan in the Suwan episode. And you just have the horn blown in tear and you have, so that, that gives Matt an important deal. Rand goes in, gets Kalendor, will fight, um, you know, and then the horn is blown on the outside and the, the heroes of the horn show up since we've already teased Brigetta Silverbow. Yeah. And then we just, we just go, we just go from there. Cause the Sean Chan are coming over. They've already said the ships, there are ships dis- sure. disappearing. So you sure. bring in Sean Chan. I think Art has Arter Hawkwing's name been, name been mentioned. Yes. It has been mentioned, right? Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Yeah. So I, uh, I think I think those two also are the easiest books to blend because it's like you're in similar locations. A lot of the same kind of stuff happens, and they're both so sure. And they're both the endings are pretty similar. It's like Rand is doing his own thing in both of them while everyone else is on the outside doing stuff. Yeah. And there's like a big battle in a city. You just move it all to tier. Yeah. All, all, <laughs> all to one place. Yeah. And when I, the reason I brought it up is because the sequence of events there, like if you want to do some Matt stuff, like Matt is then separated from the group already right now. So go ahead and have him do a whole arc where he's healed. He was uh, more stuff happens with him and Tarvalin. Like you said, he finds Tom ghost. Maybe the, the Omerlin gives him, uh, a quest or something and he does go down and explain why elaine's not going to be with the group they're hunting the black aja you know that all comes into play and he has to go to camelin he meets more gays the whole his whole arc for the dragon reborn could still be there and he still lands at the end of season two blowing the horn for, yeah, for right here matt yeah matt and Rand have not too much to do in book three the girls have not too much in two not fusing them together with limited season would just be would just be silly a hundred percent agreed mm-hmm. uh, these are also we've pulled that I pulled that thing up and I can pull it up again here. You look at the word count and these are two of the shorter two of the two of the shorter books. And at some point we're going to have to start doing it. But remember, the cool thing is power development wise, we're kind of like way ahead. Yeah, like way ahead of, of that. So we don't have to spend as much time doing that. Next season, we're probably going to be in the girls are going to go back. We think they've cast Fair and Sedai. So the girls are gonna go back, yeah. begin their begin their training. Um, and then I think that next season ends with the tower falling to Leandrin in the show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's like, we're gonna push this forward now. Well, yeah. well, because because if you just look at it, season three should be shadow rising and possibly some of fires of heaven 
So, and again, it's super spoilers as we as we go a little bit further into the books, only to where we are in the podcast. But um, so you know, tune out for a quick second if you if you want. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say that you end season three with Lanfear, who I think will be in next, who I think will be in the next season. Yeah. Um, and Moraine's and Moraine's kind of quick little battle there. I think you end that in season in season three. Remember, Perrin's not even in Lords of Chaos or yeah. Fires of Heaven. Excuse me. Yeah. So you have that take place in part of the season, and Perrin's off doing his own thing with Fael, and then you show a lot of the other stuff that's going on. Yeah, there's definitely again, it's it's all uh, that will be. I think after season one, we will be looking at that, that exact same thing, which is how what, what do you pull for timeline. season two and, and three timeline? All of it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to look at because they've shown us now we have a basis for all of that. We can look at what they did in season one and say, guys, look at what they pulled from New Spring, who they brought in, how they move stuff right. around locations. I think uh, we'll be able to really get a good um, idea for season two and three. Yeah, right, right here. Just fuse both travel montages. Rand gets Celine. Matt travels with Tom. Girls don't take the ways, but travel. Uh, and maybe um, Aiel. Um, Matt's solo arc in the book started when Elaine and them sent him off to Camelin with a letter for her mother. So they need to change that for the show. But I, I, I think it's, I think it's important to start start looking at because again, we're almost done with season one, and season one as is actually now that we're here, it's far less than we thought. Yes, it in is. terms of plot, it's. I mean, we're we're not nearly as far along as we people. We've we'd all been thinking that they were. At one point, we thought as that the Eye of the World would be episode four. Yeah, we people. We, we didn't, the, yeah, the, the one of the original theories was two books a season, like has to be right. And and honestly, I'm telling you right now, this should. By the way, that the fact that that was floating around for a long time and everyone was thinking that. Rafe comes out here, all of the, the writers, everyone, producers, and they say, no, this show needs a good foundation. The foundation right. for the entire damn series is the is eye the of world. the world. And you have to do that right and get it close and, and really give a good that now next season. Absolutely. You can you can blend the next you, two books. You have you to can do that kind of stuff. Yes. And so then do you, so and I'll talk to you too, Ryan. Well, I mean, the pacing, and we talk about this every week. <sighs> Yeah, we're like, where do we go from here? Because we're now we're we're now about to be eight episodes in. Next week, we'll, next week we'll be done with the first book, but we'll only be done with the first book. And they keep Rafe keeps using the word eight seasons, so we only have seven seasons left. As and Ryan to mm-hmm. get through 12, 12 more books. <laughs> my my. So when I've thought about it, my assumption is if this is doing really well, Amazon will do twelve seasons. I think the idea of right now or, or, you know, up to this point, they've said we're going to do eight. That's kind of which is still a lot, you know, when you're talking about future investments. But if this is taking off, I I could see them saying, yeah, we can go an extra two, three or four seasons if that will make sense for converting the books into the show. Um, As far as pacing to do 11 books in eight seasons, if that's how they're going to do it, I'm sure they can do that. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know, I've only read what eight or nine of the books. So I'm trying to think all of their big end of the books, if they're going to be the end of, end of 
seasons, I, I would have to go back and really look at it and think about it. Um, I think they can easily do it, but I, I think, I mean, just like they can easily say this isn't doing well, we're going to, we're going to end this or wrap this up after five seasons. I don't think that's going to be the case, but any show would be able to do that. I think they could also say, yeah, we can, we can go, we can go hard and go an extra season or two or, or more. Um, I wanted to circle back to something that you'd said when you were talking about the horn. Um, yeah. So in the book, they find the horn at the eye of the world after the battle but they also find the banner and they also find one of the uh, it's not a lock, but what, what's the item they find that that's, that's from the jail cell. I mean, jail cells, the wrong word to use, but, but what's keeping the forsaken locked? I, I thought that I'd oh, wrote, the seals. written it down. Thank the, you. Uh, the seals. Yes. Could not think. Um, yeah. They find one of the seals, right? Yeah. Do you think we'll get any of those here at the end of this? Because it feels like we're not going to. I think Matt might be onto something when he talks about we may not get the horn this year. It might be next season. That that's that's the point of next season is we've got to go find this horn because we're going to need it for what's to come. Yeah. So my 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 opinion on it, and this is this is crazy. I don't even you don't maybe you don't have to mention them or talk about them, but just to have. I mean, I don't know how much it would cost just to literally have. The horn, a seal, a dragon banner, just sitting on the table, and just it right. there, and, and and you just see it, okay. and you just see it. Even if that's all they do, by God, I hope they do it. And here's why I say that: because this show has shown me, I'm sitting there thinking they're not going to show Nynaeve and Land getting together. I'm like, nah, they're not going to do it yet. They're, they're not going to go at this pace. They're not going to. They're going to hold off and stretch it out a bit. They are going for it. Like the things mm-hmm. that you're sitting here as a book reader saying, I hope I get. I want to see this a bit more like in the book we get a lot about the seals we get a lot about the dragon's banner mm-hmm. and more rain placing it uh with rand we learn about the horn in the show uh it seems like we want to tell stories things that weren't on the page i mean tell some of what's on the page obviously like a lot of it but we're still getting these extra scenes so if you don't want to do that and you don't want to go into all that detail and explanation i think you just show them and they come up later and it, even in next season, remember when we were at the eye of the world and we found that chest and we didn't open it, you know what I mean? And well, we opened it and guess what we found in it? You know, that's, that's all something they can do at some point, but boy, I hope we actually see those items at the end. Yeah. Here, what okay, would be here? Go ahead. I'll go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I'm, I'm going to shift gears. So go yeah. Ahead. I'll, I'll wrap this up just real quickly. Then what it would be really cool if they gave us that, like you're saying as, yeah. um, and then they say, you know, they get to something a little bit later on toward the end of the episode. They say, you know, when they when they go to the battle at the gap and, and they say, we need to blow the horn. And they say, well, we've got the horn. We've got the chest, right? We saw the chest. So let's go get it. And they open the chest and it's not there. And now that's that's the purpose of next season. Hey. Find this horn because we're going to yeah. need it because the Forsaken are coming out. And we're going to need that to, would be cool. We're going to need to call our yeah. banners from the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's where I, I think we're definitely getting the, the dragon banner there at least if you do see the horn, whatever, there's no way they're not doing the horn of Valir. I mean, there's just, there's just no way like they're not doing it. Like some people been like worried about that. Um, so anyway, so here is the word count per book. And I think this is, uh, we, we've looked at this before. So here's season one, which is mostly right. Um, I have the world stuff, although technically we've already started pulling some character development stuff from some of these other from some of these other um things here so let's so definitely definitely take a look at that i think this is your season two which is the great hunt and the dragon reborn we talked about that 
I think those are two easy to blend things. The Shadow Rising and Fire Heaven, Fires of Heaven, I think could be your season three. So we get to Nynaeve, or excuse me, we get to Moraine versus Lanfear as, as the final thing. And then on like the other side, because they're split up, you have Perrin versus the White Cloaks. Because again, Perrin isn't even in this book, Fires of Heaven, not even there. Um, then as this is where I, I'm not past this, so you have to kind of walk me through a little bit if you think this could work. But so one, two, three. Mm-hmm. season four could maybe be lords of chaos and a crown of swords uh let me see uh yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> is it like they're too it's just that they or go you, on or do you think you pull from one of these other books because i mean this just in terms of word count path of daggers yeah. winter's heart and crossroads of twilight which has always been described to me as like the slog yeah. Well, could you blend that those three books to one season? Uh, maybe. I mean, again, you have to go look at all the different events. Like, really, it's almost better to look at like events that you would just say, like, same thing we did in the Great Hunt. Right There's here. a lot of seven traveling. to nine, one season. Serious, like seriously, seven to nine. Oh, okay, which, be this, which is which yeah. is this? Yeah. I mean, so, hey, shout out to our super chat, by the way, Tyler Kirby. Zoe Robbins is a freaking yeah. star. And I hope if any of these cast members blow up, it's her. That is something else to think about, too. Again, yeah. About, remember, that was one of the things that sort of hurt Game of Thrones is these actors start, start getting so big that it's like, right, right we kind of want, we want to. Well, um, let's, hey, no, Tyler, let's talk about that. Cause here's the thing like you're saying with this whole, this whole uh, uh, pulling stuff, that probably does affect it, right? Like if Zoe blows yeah. up and, and, the, her ratings are way are are up the tension whatever the reactions are better between her and lan they're going to do more of that if perrin right. is not it's the same thing what what do you always say god uh the group in dorn right it, it didn't do well for game of thrones the whole dorn segment so they they pulled it right um for sure there's also one of these books too where in which matt is not in the entire book um right you have a whole arc where, where he's not there he sits a book out Without the book out, so I have I, I well I'm not there in the in in our podcast yet. This is still you know my my first read, but I mean just from anything I've ever seen anybody say is Memory of Light simply has to be its own season. Like there's just no well, way you could not have it be its own season. I believe you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Knife of Dreams I think was is that what Robert Jordan's last um, uh, book was, and then Brandon Sanderson finishes the the last three right. I think Robert Jordan said after that book, he had one more to do and Brandon turned it into three. So a memory of light is the last three books. Right. In in Robert Jordan's mind, it was the last three books. So it's all about the last battle. I think, I think four five and six is two seasons and seven and nine could be, could be one. Yeah. I don't know that I don't know that memory light has to be its own. Yeah, and again, I'm just going off what people have told me. It's just I, I just feel everyone's like, oh man, it, ha- it would have to be. I mean, just in terms of word count, though, is where I look right here. You could, I mean, if you could do a Path of Daggers, Winter's Heart, and Crossroads of Twilight, which are three of the shortest books, mm-hmm. as potentially one season. Yeah, I mean, then just that alone saves you so much time forever for for everything else and again i don't know the i don't know the parts yet because i'm not there so i I have to kind of go off you as i mean i mean as can you is there anything you can say because again 
it's so interesting now that we're seven episodes in and we're not nearly as far as we thought we would be. Well, here's the thing. So in, in those books, um, and the reason that some of that is is called the slog is because it, it's a lot of just describing. It's a lot of dialogue and setup. It's a lot of internal mo- monologue as well, like internal thoughts from the characters. And so some of that stuff is like, again, we look at the eye of the world. You don't need to do all, all, all of that internal stuff, all that all that thinking or Rand thinking about what the plotting that's going on or the wise one conversations. I mean, everyone, there are so many factions and and different dynamics that have to have a voice. It's so intricate. And Robert Jordan does a lot of repetition. He there are so many groups and he knows that his world is so big that he repeats a lot of his information and he catches you up on something he mentioned five books ago. And it's in there. If you, if you pay close enough attention to it, there are also different points where, when the group comes back together uh, and they, they go on their long arc or their, their journey. Like I'm thinking even something that you guys would know about right now is the black Aja and that arc where in which Nynaeve and Elaine and everyone, you know, they, they have their, their arc. Um, if it's Leandrin, Leandrin is at the center of that black Aja group. So if they're not going to do like, if Elida is not going to be there and Leandrin's going to be the next Omerlin seat, then who are they chasing? who's the who's the member of the black aja that they would be chasing that's a whole group then that you just say all right they're just an ominous black black aja group or you're not going to do that so matt keeps saying we're going to blend those kids you know that's a possibility i i think so yeah just how do you send them but i'm saying like who do you send them after yeah who do you who do you send like nynaeve and elaine after the black aja and this what's the What's the because it's Leandrin. That's the the whole personal connection in the story is that Leandrin duped them, and Leandrin is at the head of that and working with Mogidian and others and and stuff. And then you find out all the. I mean, dude, it's just like the number of people working for the Black Aja and the Dark Friends is insane. You can trim a lot of that stuff down, um, but yeah. Uh, real, and real quick, and we'll we'll come we'll come right back to this. But a lot of people are saying, how did Badon Fane get into the? get into the um into the right. ways and a lot of people were saying it looks like he was holding a leaf yeah and some people even said that he might have had it on his wagon and i didn't notice this that he might have it might have been there from the beginning um yeah. that could be that could be the case i i don't know how he how he did it but yeah that's how they do it in the book uh yeah um so yeah so, so a lot of stuff a lot of stuff other people are saying you know like you, there's there's there is a lot of stuff everyone's saying you can cut out like he's you know the descriptions in the late Robert Jordan books especially the ones that reintroducing the characters and concepts takes up a lot of words a big battle scenes don't take nearly as long on television yeah. um yeah it's just it, it i it's it's just we spent so much time before this start before this started and like everyone was saying we were i mean people were criticizing us because we were because i think at one point we were saying we had t- thrown out the idea it might just be the eye of the world as yeah. a as a foundation, and everyone's like, "There's just no way." And everyone was saying, "We're getting through the Great Hunt, and we're not even into the Great Hunt." Could, could you imagine if they tried to fit all that they've given us so far into four or five episodes? Mm-mm. It would be so mm-hmm. chaotic. I think I don't think it would have worked. Well, Ryan, no, people are what they what they're doing, and you said this earlier. Rafe and everyone is saying we've got to give. Let's not worry about that yet let's give everybody an epic one two and three and if the boom is there if the ratings are there then the money will be there this these cast members will say let's finish this story this is their this is their moment man this is their it's fine to be known for 
the the wheel of time. I mean, that's <laughs> this is right. Yeah, I just the likely my my I would say though that the likelihood of a show, mm-hmm. especially if it gets this big, having fifteen seasons is un. I would just have to say it's it's it would be a first. I mean, it would it it would be, it would be a first. I cannot think of any other show that is to this scale that is that has had this many this many seasons. Yeah, well, I they, don't think it went. I mean, I know someone just suggested fifteen there. I think Ryan Ryan said possibly uh, twelve earlier, and I think ten would be awesome. You know, I, the, I the number is. Eight, I think but, I would I would say eight, but you you Game I mean, of Thrones wanted ten. You know, yeah, the showrunners didn't. A lot of the right. cast said they said they said they said they would have been willing, should said they would have been willing to come back. But then again, if it gets so big, the money that they just pay them what you know, it's Amazon; they can afford it. Right, um, right. The other thing they could do is start expanding the number of episodes in a season. Exactly. You could do ten. You could do twelve episodes, eleven, twelve episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's a good point. That is a good point. So, yeah, to me, and w- what'll be fun is once we get there in the podcast and we get through some of that uh, stuff with the Path of Daggers and Winter's Heart and so on, we can talk about the nitty gritty, like the actual character arcs that you could totally change and just cut um, if we, if we, once we get there. So, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess though, is if we get through, we're, we're, we're through the eye of the world with potentially seven seasons left and we, and we still have, all of this to go and potentially seven seasons so so as a question both i guess as a question is is there anything you think that should have been brought forward that wasn't or is there anything that we've we've detrimentally missed Hmm. uh i'll go first ryan then you think about it here so i to me it's it's i don't really think there's anything that we have missed that was super detrimental i was actually saying before this episode you know like ah we talked about the fever dream wasn't sure how that was going to be woven in or uh, that we had been missed i said this literally last episode and then this episode it's woven in i'm like wow okay there it is it's done um and then i'm trying to think if there's anything else in the eye of the world they've they've incorporated a lot of the new spring uh prophecy stuff and just suan relationship tower stuff tower business has been good camelin is a big missing piece right but um it feels like matt goes there in book two anyway and and a lot of that stuff with galad and gawain it's only like a chapter or two not really worth i don't think that's something you can you you get upset about so to me i don't know they've missed a whole lot what bringing something forward i now i'm i'm very satisfied i think at first we were playing into some of what the internet the buzz was like yeah we need to bring more stuff forward but i don't i at this point i don't think you, you need to right you had mentioned in the um, before the show started um, that you were missing more more death more 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 death more, more, like more you guys death, used to yeah. say yeah. on the uh, on the podcast um, and I had forgotten about that so that was you know I was trying to think of what was what was missing here um, that was probably the biggest thing you know just that whole storyline of him not being there Jadar Lagoth and and then right. where where it goes in in the future of the books um, and right. and what it does with Padan Fane. Um, yep. I, I think they can they can pull that into the next couple seasons and it'll be fine. I don't think it was critical here. I, I really don't think that they've you know now that we've gotten all of the um, 
the heritage of of Rand in this episode, which I really enjoyed that they 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 went back to it in the middle of the episode when they unveiled um, Rand's father uh, when he takes the mask off. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think that they're they're missing. I mean, there's always going to be stuff you could pick through. I think you guys asked me a couple episodes ago, or maybe after the first first episode, and I was I was bummed that we didn't get that scene from the opening chapter when they're when they're walking home or when they're on their way to to town and and the uh, the murder all is there and then Rand looks again and it's gone and uh, that was such a great visual for the beginning of the book to really hook you in I I was kind of looking forward to that for the first episode and then I was a little disappointed but it wasn't it wasn't important well and the, yeah now good, good point you brought up the, the beginning of the book I mean loose Theron in the whole prologue I think people are still wondering I think we're getting um, that next week are, are we gonna get that yeah and so again, that's that's the other part is we still have this one episode left where we could get a a literal crap ton of of stuff mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, yeah, I, power power scaling and everything. Yeah, I think the power stuff, the, the their their abilities and stuff like that are are getting way. Which in this world we live in, where it's like nothing but superhero shows or people with powers and stuff shows, like as as audiences, we're just so much more willing to like we don't even need anymore to to like see people really develop powers and all this stuff. Um, it feels like we're we're just so willing now to just jump into like a new Spider Man or a new you know a new show. This person has power, whatever, and then we get it. Um, so because I mean, I think like. Like, you know, parents learning about like the wolf power and a lot of this stuff. I mean, I mean, even where we're at in the podcast, it's like, man, it feels like we're still sort of developing that. Matt's thing is like still we still don't even know. Mm-hmm. And we're we're I'm, we're in book six and it's like still don't really know all the nitty gritty. I mean, Rand is developing and learning all this stuff, but it's like he's the dragon reborn. So like just knowing that right mm-hmm. like the difference is just knowing that rand is the the dragon reborn anytime rand does something new it's like cool because he's the dragon reborn and so we automatically sort of get it if they establish much earlier on everyone else's powers which it definitely seems like they're doing with Nynaeve by just yeah. showing hey she's crazy powerful and it just comes out of her when it happens which is kind of what happens in the books um by doing that, you do save a lot of time later on by just having them be more powerful quicker. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of what Robert Jordan does in his storytelling is send them on these arcs to gather items, put them in situations that to would, yeah, to bring those up. powers out. So just by doing it or bringing them out sooner in the ways and things like that, it, it is a way to accelerate the story. And then when when you say when you look at the purpose as to why he has some of these arcs. Uh, for example, here's one that Halden brought up by uh, just them searching for the bowl of the winds later on. It, t- it, d- it takes so much time and it's this whole side story, side quest that they're going to go fix the weather and stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's I mean, did you need all of that? Do, do you need to learn all about um, Elaine's tear on experiences and then uh, Nynaeve getting over all of her stuff? And it, it's you, you there's ways to cut it and, and, and trim it. Um and they're already doing that. You can already kind of right. see that. So I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Even the even stuff like the dream world, like every time they enter it and like they come back, like they talk about like, well, it was different this time. And, you know, they, they spend time talking about like, well, you should do this in there and you shouldn't do this in there. And you need to be more careful and like all this stuff. You can cut a lot of that stuff out, too. Yeah. And um, here we go. Exactly. So uh, Darkhound Slobber is saying the same thing that you're saying, Matt, which is that 
the groundwork laid here in season one will make season two and onward much more evenly paced uh, due to lore and characterization already done. So that, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think that's what we're talking about here. It's, it's got to be As done long here. as someone walks a rope in tight <laughs> pants in a circus. <laughs> I, oh, they did give us the circus line. I, I thought of yeah. Matt as soon as they said it. Yeah, I know. This is a good one, too. I believe uh, asked earlier about like uh, comparing books to the TV. And we'll do that. I think we will, we'll, we'll try to do that definitely once the season's over. But a comparative timeline, too, to, that would yeah. be interesting to say, hey, this it actually happens at this point. They brought it forward. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I actually love the pacing they're on. And I think it's just really interesting talking about it because it's like, because it's unlike, like, like the whole mystery around Game of Thrones and the thing that made it successful and the thing that made everyone so interested was because we didn't know the ending, right? We yeah. did not know the ending to the books. And so everybody thought anyone could win. Well, to me, one of the interesting things about the, like Wheel of Time, like Lord of the Rings, it was like it's three three massive three movies that are massive, and you're covering three books. Okay, pretty straightforward. Harry Potter, the same thing. The thing that makes Wheel of Time the show so interesting as an adaptation is because there's so much content. It's it it and we like we know as fans that like it all isn't getting put in. And so it's like, which are they going to pick and choose? And because they have to do it as an adaptation, to me, that's what's that's what that that gives it that sort of Game of Thrones level of excitement. Because a lot of the other things, it's like it's pretty straightforward. It's just a book, like you know, Twilight, for example, right? As I mean, I remember mm -hmm. we went at midnight to watch it. Heck yeah, we the, did the, the final movie, and I, read the I didn't read the. I didn't read the book and we get to the final scene where they're all killing each other. And you were like, this is not in the books. And everyone in the movie theater was, was losing their freaking minds. out. <laughs> they were losing and so that their was, minds. Right. And so that was the excitement, but it's still just sort of like a one book to one movie type thing. This is 14 books to potentially eight seasons. And we're already one season in and we've got 13 books to go. So right. that's but, the, like, that's the exciting part. You go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. To add on to what Matt's saying, uh, you're right. It is exciting. And it's also, what are they going to change? Right. Cause last week or the last couple of weeks, you guys have been talking about and asking, I mean, all the comments coming in are, what are the, who's going to be the dragon? Are they going to change that? Are they going to make it yeah. where all five of them are critical to that role? So, and, and that, I mean, I, there were people that were going to be upset about that. And then, you know, depending on how they did it, I guess it could have been okay. I don't think I would have been upset at it. I, I don't think I would have liked it. I, I liked it to leave it the main character, the, the core hero be the same, but you know, I guess you can understand why they would change it, but that was an excitement. You know, what are they going to do? The anticipation coming yeah. into these last two episodes was, I mean, that was a big point in our heads well, going in. And it's still, yeah, exactly. Going in this last episode, it is as well. Because if you, if you want to go over them real quick, it's it's simply, I mean, uh, Perrin's, Perrin's wife, uh, the White Cloaks, Moraine is knocked out, no Mordith. Uh, Pot on Fane is is way more, I mean, it's, it's interesting. We skip Camelin. Um, Matt doesn't go with us here. We don't know who the dragon is. Nynaeve, Chant, Lan almost dies. I mean, it's not just that they're doing like, uh, oh, we're going to pull from the books and, and do our own like adaptation and we're going to pull from what's there. They're actually creating Suan and Moraine. They're actually creating brand new content, showing us the woman's circle. I mean, I can rattle them all off for days here. There's so many things that they're doing that are additional to the books. We're not even seeing actual scenes from the books here. We're seeing new additional stuff that was there 
that you you kind of envision in the world. You know, it kind of went on, but we never got to go see the woman's circle. We never got to see Egwene's right. ceremony, but they showed us that. And they've done that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, que- and 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 a few questions here. I want to pull these up. Um, Hillbilly, who's been in here all night, so shout yeah. out to him or her. Uh, yeah, but how much have they kept? Actually, they've kept quite. They've they've mm-hmm. actually kept more than I thought they would. To yeah. be to be honest, and even the stuff they even the stuff they have moved around, like it's kind of interesting because in one sense it's like. The spirit is there and the, and they're and they're doing things which sort of are things that these characters would do if they were presented with a certain scenario. Like the only character to me who feels different, even from episode one, is Matt. Matt's the only character to me who feels like they're giving him a little bit of a backstory that's a little different. And who knows, because a lot of the stuff Rand was saying in this episode where it's like, yeah, but Matt does, Matt always looks out for his, his sisters and a lot of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're just kind of doing it in a, in a slightly different way um, yeah. is there. But like th- today we got, we got Tam's fever dream, which happens at like the beginning of the eye of the world, but now they move it here. So they actually have kept quite a lot. They've just kind of, it just kind of like shift. I mean, you know, shift, strategically shift. placed it. Yeah. Right, I mean, which it's like they had if to I do have a to keep the secret until the end of the uh, season. Right, if I have a bowl of spaghetti and you know I put it in <laughs> and I put it and I put it in the bowl and I've got my pasta and I got my noodles and I got my meatballs and I look at it and it's like it's brought out and it's presented all nicely, right? And then I start digging in or whatever and I just spin it all around. It's still a bowl of spaghetti. It's just done and it's just kind of presented in a different way. Everything's there. Now, Matt, um, well, what if you change the the type of noodles? Yeah, right. Well, no, because I'm saying. No, I'm saying I take my spaghetti, you know. Okay, okay. Is it spaghetti noodles? Did you change the? <laughs> um, no, I, I think Matt's right. They and and with it being a TV adaptation, they're going to make some changes because they wanted to keep Rand being the dragon, uh, keep that plot line or plot point until the end, right? To build that drama, and they and I think looking back now, they did a really good job of building up each of the characters as potentially being the dragon reborn. And then to put the cherry on top, they even give us the thought, well, maybe we need all five. Um, so the, the fever dream, I'm glad that we got it. I'm fine with it being in this episode uh, because we need, we couldn't have gotten that early on it and then kept that. I don't, I don't think yeah, they would have been able to give it to or... us early and then keep that kind of suspense. Right. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that drama yeah. going um any i'll give you guys one example it um changes that they've done so far because i think there was a lot in this particular episode where you're like wow okay um that again does lay foundation to, to shift stuff around later like i think the the low gain stuff in this season so with with them showing low gain like kill and aja or you know kill kill the mm-hmm. uh, the green aja and mm-hmm. then we see a warder like commit suicide um and then and then logan and suan's back and forth yeah. like bre- setting logan up this much earlier to like i mean just because we don't really you don't really see him in in the eye of the world to be honest it's like they you hear about him they roll him in in a cart and like that's it and then the really it's like we don't even see logan until like you know book four and five so we're way ahead on on Logan, and it seems like he's going to be a bigger part in uh, in the seasons to come. 
So what what about you guys? Any any like a, a change that you really you really sort of like and think? Oh, this will be important down the line. Uh, let's see a change. I guess uh, I'll go first, Ryan. You can kind of think about it. Um, so changes that I like, I actually like the Dana Dark Friend change. Um, and it just addition, actually, if you will. Uh, and he- here's the reason why the yeah. whole Dark Friend stuff, and even Layla, uh, and throwing some pot on fane it's the dark friend element there's actually something that's major spoiler uh and you guys in the comments might know about this lord agomar and his sister there's a huge setup in this episode about those two characters and their arcs later on uh towards the end of the series that like his 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 interaction about the Aes Sedai and with the Aes Sedai and all the all that stuff is is um is telling so they're setting up some stuff here with like future dark friends or the potential for more dark friends or just beyond your guard. You don't know who you can trust. I mean, the White Cloaks should be this group that we can trust, but Valda is there, but Jeff from Bornhold is there as well. And we can kind of trust him, you know? So it's it really, it's that keeping you on your toes. Who can you trust? You should be able to trust this nice innkeeper who is trying to set him up. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, just, you guys work for me and I'll get you. So I'll get you a place in the kitchens or, um, or I'll let you work in the kitchen, serve some tables and you guys can sleep here this night. And then she's a freaking dark friend, you know, like that to me is one of the things I was hoping for the most is keep us on our toes with these individuals. So, yeah. Uh, I, as far as the things that, that I, that they changed that I like, I really like what they did with, with, um, Rand and and Egwene, especially early on, as as far as how far ahead in their relationship or how far progressed their relationship was at the beginning of this show, which I think gives some power to both of their characters as they go through this this season, both when they're split apart and then now that they're back together and and potentially what's going to happen this, in this next episode and then and then the future seasons to come as we're introduced to new characters uh, one of the things that that just came into my mind that I was disappointed that we didn't get and it's another small thing but I really liked the the um the river ship captain oh. that whole line when they leave Shadar Lagoth and and um, is it is it the boys that are, that are on the ship yeah Beldoman um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, and, and they have recurring roles in later in later books, so I'm sure we'll see them at some point in the show. But that was another thing that that um, that I really enjoyed from the books. And I don't think I really thought of much uh, leading up to the to the season, but um, it would have been it would have been fun to see that. But I, I understand why they well, there wasn't really a need for it. And yeah. as in a, as a whole, like in this this whole first season, one of the things we've been talking about and you brought up Bell Doman is the missing piece of artifacts, like items, magical items and items of power uh, and talking about that more. So we, I don't know if we're going to squeeze it in here at the very end, but it is something that throughout the whole thing, like Tyr Angrial, Angrial, Saw Angrial, they're all really important. Matt's mentioned Kalendor, like yeah. items being important. Bale Doman was that guy, the collector who had all those things. Yeah. So. I think, um, well, two, two things. Uh, to go off what you said as, I do, I do think we will... That's like season two stuff, because I think once the girls start their Aes Sedai training, and this is another thing where you can save a ton of time, is yeah. once the girls start their Aes Sedai training, you can have a ton of things explained to them that covers a whole gambit of things that get explained to all kinds of different people later. By just explaining to the girls when they begin their Aes Sedai training, like, 
here's what a for it's basically like wheel of time 101 i mean here's what a ta- terra ungreal is here's what a saw ungreal is yeah here's who the forsaken are and why each one of them and why they're imp- you know there's so much you can do by when they start training that it like explains so much lore going right. forward um the other thing i was going to say is i almost feel like um hear me out on this this is a total different different departure is so this season we've already set up the white cloaks as like big villains that are definitely got it out for Egwene and Perrin. You could almost to me take the Perrin showdown with the white cloaks where he tells them to basically, you know, F off um, that takes place in book four. You could mm-hmm. almost, because we've already established them as jerks have that take place at the end of next season. Now this would totally kind of shift the timelines around, but if next season is the hunt for the horn, you could introduce Fael next season and then have Perrin and Fael by the end of the season get married, be at the two rivers, and tell the White Cloaks to F off while everyone mm-hmm. else is doing their own thing. Because maybe this whole Egwene Perrin thing is to grow some dissent between Rand and Perrin to where there's kind of, you know, hey, man. They got to split they, apart. They, they've got a little bit of friction. Yeah, and even just even if it's not the friction part, what I liked about that, what you're saying is that you just those parts later on where we do split up and we go different ways, either to save us time, we either bring some character lines back together, or we just go ahead and things that happen later on in the series that we know we're, that it's going to happen and we need them to go on their own arc. We just bring that stuff forward, and we we cut like people who are together early on in books two and three. And if you want to do an arc like that, like Matt's suggesting with, with Perrin, that's fine. Then Rand and Matt and everyone else still just do their thing in terms of, um, you know, going to either Falma chasing the horn or going to tier. Yeah. So yeah, some comments here. Yeah. Perrin is, is the one that's uh, not needed at any, at, at any of the endings, but you also get a whole book of him not being here to fill. So putting stuff forward for him, um and then another comment here yeah and then we wouldn't have to spend 2.5 books on a fail kidnap story so <laughs> you, you know yeah so definitely definitely all all pretty interesting right yeah oh man guys i'm like clicking back through here pot on pain right. is in this episode way more than we thought <laughs> wow i just kept cl- i just kept clicking on it and he's He's sitting in there, like on the side. It shows you the the, the actors who are who are on screen. Pot on fame, bro. It's like you you click through and it's like they keep saying pot on fame. I'm like, where? I don't see him. Right. He's in there though, and I just found him one more time. I was like, holy smokes. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and and re- and rewatch. And I think this is probably an okay place to. To, yeah. to to slow down too, because guys, this is absolutely crazy. Um, we had at one point like. 200 and some like 220 people in here that is absolutely insane while we were in there i know we got a super chat we already had some more patrons like seriously thank you guys all so much for for listening and coming on and and uh and and hanging out with us we absolutely appreciate it and next week is the season one finale which is crazy yeah hey to think uh, about it is crazy, and it's going to be an epic episode. Ryan, uh, we definitely need you back because Olez will be in Germany 
It is one o'clock. By the way, everyone who is over there right now, it is almost, my God, four o'clock in the morning <laughs> right now. So Ez is going to be dead tired. I, I've already right. told my girlfriend it's the final episode. She's been watching, by the way, and she is locked in on this show <laughs> and she thinks it's awesome. And she's she's speculating. She's never read the books. It's really kind of cool to have someone with you who is like enjoying it and you're like all right come on you can't uh, let's not steal all of that joy from them because they're having such a great time in it so ryan i will need you next week i mean i'll be on but yeah. my god it's gonna be late <laughs> yeah ab- absolutely and and guys we'll be we'll probably do it an- we'll probably have to do another one at some point uh next week um just in, in like recap, a preparation yeah. and then we and then we and then we want to we get we do more we definitely want to bring more people on um stay tuned for all that ryan as always thanks for coming on man um we appreciate it and guys uh if you guys are looking for more content because trust me as and i do a ton of content we have a game of thrones channel called bend the knee a song of ice and fire podcast we do uh chapter by chapter go throughs we talk about theories thoughts from the show the books you can check that out. We go live over there. We have a Star Wars channel called Hyperspace Hangout. Same thing. We go live over there all the time. It's kind of our new thing. Um, we just started a Harry Potter podcast going through the books there. There's like the Harry Potter tribute and stuff like that coming out. It's called The Elder Wand. And when the show, when season one is over, join us because we're we're still doing lore videos theories videos on the wheel of time plenty more stuff that's going on with all the news and we are working through the books it is a first read as is reddit i'm on my first read we're about to enter book six as soon as the show is over but you can definitely go back and check out our eye of the world and we're going to be doing book to show comparisons um i run a video game channel uh by the way um same name as my handle at super gains bros and the witcher comes out tomorrow so (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna you know because they give it all in one thing uh maybe next friday or so we can do a witcher live stream over on uh my 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 channel after we do our season finale channel season season finale over here so there's just so much content as and i cover it all you can follow us at any of our social medias at WampRat2M at Super Games Rose. We got to get Ryan a Twitter handle. I think he's got uh, see one. You guys, see you guys. He <laughs> does, way. actually. I think I found, I'm going to find found him. <laughs> but we need, gonna... to, we need to get him a little more active <laughs> so you guys can absolutely check out all of that, guys. I'm going to go watch it again. Me I'm going to watch The Witcher tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to watch Spider Man uh this i know weekend too because matrix is next week. I, uh, the Matrix Man. is next week. I, I already had the to Expanse. Look at I already had to look at the spoilers for Spider-Man because I just wanted to see if certain characters were in it. And let me just say, all I know is that Spider-Man looks freaking amazing. That's all I'm going to say about it. And I'm so pumped uh, for that as well. So anyway, we appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us. And remember that the grave is no bar to our call.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.